0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wild Card Rewind. Even though the season is over, we still got plenty of content coming at you. Today, we are joined by an excellent guest. we got Lee Wakefield here, and we're going to talk about, hey, guess what, the <laughs> AFC West. I've been looking forward to this one for a while. I just want to rewind
1: When we were young and all, all good
0: Oh yes, it's Monday I'm back. Very sorry to miss last week, but it is great to be to be back on the show with Paul. Unfortunately, no Hannah with us uh, for the next little while actually she won't be appearing but I'm sure she's listening so Hannah hope all is. Is going well with you and, and me and Paul miss you. But we've got we've got a great guest this week to to fill in. We got Lee Wakefield. Lee, pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing?
1: Great, great to meet you both. Great to be here. Uh, thanks for having me as well, by the way. Um, but no, looking forward to talking to my FC West. Be great.
0: Absolutely. And of course, we got our faithful stalwart, Paul Bickin, in the house as well. Paul, you've got a shiny new microphone, you got a headset, things are looking up.
2: Mate, you know, I've had this microphone for about 12 months and then uh, <laughs> we, we, we were both on it about 10 to 8 and you were like, oh, I'm thinking of getting a new microphone. It's like, oh, look, I've got a shiny new microphone. And you were like, well, let's set it up and have a play with it. And you're like, it sounds better. Yeah. So here we are. We're Somehow we've got a new, uh, I say new, it's the kids um, gaming headset and uh, <laughs> a new a new shiny microphone that's finally come out of the box. So Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, and what am I going to do?
2: Every- what am I going to do with my new uh, new headset? Oh, yeah, I'm going to listen to the mags bang on about the Chiefs for the next hour. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Super Bowl yeah, champions. But... Super Bowl champions, that's right. Two <laughs> minutes is the mark this week uh, for when that was mentioned. <laughs> um, uh, Lee, uh, of course, before we get we get stuck into some, some FC West, do you want to tell me who do you support and where can they find you online and, and what kind of stuff do you get up to?
1: So, I'm a Chargers fan. Obviously, here to talk about the AFC West, but I'll be, you know, showing some decent amount of Chargers bias. I don't know if I'll be able to really match you, because obviously we don't have a lot of room to talk over here with, when it comes to the Chiefs. But, you know, much like our on-field battles, I'm sure we'll have a good battle with some words this evening. Um, but yeah, I'm a big NFL draft guy, so a lot of my content revolves around the NFL draft. Um, as you can see on screen, uh, my handle is at Wakefield90 on Twitter. Um, a lot of my, like I say, it's busy time of year for me. Um, I was formerly of full 10 yards, um, not writing for those guys at the, at the moment, um, steps away from that sort of thing. But um, you can find me in a few places at the moment I'm writing for with the first pick. I've also been doing some guest stuff over at the touchdown as well. Some great stuff, not only for the NFL draft that you can find over there, but for you know college football and also the NFL. And also uh, contributed towards the Jet Suite and draft guide, which will be coming out in the next few days as well. So, yeah, been a busy boy. Been up to a lot of things, Um, and yeah, like I say, hopefully it all be coming to fruition over the next few weeks as the draft draws closer.
0: Amazing, that all sounds great. So I'm sure we'll we'll pitch some NFL draft questions your way during the show since we got awesome. you know somebody who's, who's who's deep into that at the minute. That'll be great to have actually. But we're we're going to get started with with your Chargers. So Lee, what we're going to do is we're going to pitch it to you to start with. We're going to talk about what do you think went really well for the Chargers. Then myself or Paul, will chat about that for a bit, and then we'll pitch it to you again. And it'll be what do you think the Chargers need to do next year to improve? So, well, let's start with the good. What what went well for the ten and seven Chargers uh, this past year?
1: Well, first and foremost, I mean, take it sort of starting at the end. Well, we made the playoffs, which was obviously a return to the playoffs after a few years away. It was, I think, it was really important for the team as a whole, coaching staff, and most importantly, Justin Herbert. Who I can actually see over your shoulder there, surprisingly, considering you're a Chiefs fan. Yeah,
0: Horse <laughs> Herbert arrived. He was meant to be the same size as Mahomes and um and Trevor Lawrence, but he, he came out absolutely huge. So I've got Horse <laughs>
1: Herbert. He's he's a good guy. Um so yeah, that was obviously really important for him him to have some playoff experience. Um I thought that twelve months ago when we almost limped into the playoffs and missed out obviously on the last almost play of the season, the regular season. Um, I just thought, well, we're probably not gonna, you know, make the Super Bowl, but you know, it's one of those things where it's really important for Justin Herbert to get some playoff experience, even if it's just um, a loss um even in the first round but you know just to say that he's been there he gets that experience and obviously he's got that now so you can look forward yeah. um towards that in the next 12 months to looking to build on that obviously you know the good thing as well is obviously we made it but we made it with a lot of injuries as well um, you yeah. know ripped to shreds not a lot of uh, you know offensive weapons for sure so it says that you know the injury bug doesn't strike us again but it seems to be a yearly <laughs> tradition yeah. in Los Angeles um, you know, it made me think that we can maybe go on and do bigger and better things. But yeah, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of good, um, even though it didn't feel like a very fun season. I've I've, su- I've since watched every game back, and it, it actually was a better season than we were we were kind of made to believe in the in the real time. But at the, in the time, it didn't feel very fun because you know you got Rashawn Slater going down in week three, and like I say, almost weekly big injuries coming up. But you know, to say that we we made it, um, you know, and we <laughs> got to halftime at the Jags looking like we were cruising through. <laughs> You know, if yeah. things fall a different way and we, we play a bit of a different game, then, you know, it can turn out to be an even better season. So, you know, I think in hindsight, looking back with a, with a clear head and not kind of being in the season, it, it was a better season than maybe it should have been. And that's always a positive to be looking forward, especially when you've got superstar quarterback who's going to have paid a lot of money in the coming days and weeks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you're, you're spot on that. Paul, do you have anything else to add on, on what the Chargers did, did well last year?
2: Um, I, do you know what? I, I completely forgot. You just mentioned it, Lee, about um, the Jags, and I've just literally just gone and had a look at it. And I completely forgot about it. It was, it was that <laughs> game where you were like twenty-seven yep. something up at half time, weren't you? And in in the second half, I'm looking, they've they've put twenty-four points past you in the second half, and you put mm. three against yeah. them. And, so Not yeah. Great. Yeah, I kind of feel that you're right with what you're saying. There's there's a lot of good. You made it to the playoffs. You did get unlucky. You know what I mean? It, I know. Is that unlucky, or was that just a bad second half? Um, but actually, I'm looking at some of the teams that 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 you beat. It's you know, I do I do feel like you've 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 put up a decent season. And it's it's a lot to build on. It's it mm. is. Um, it is a lot to build on. But yeah, I think I think you're right. I think. Both sides of the ball, you actually look competitive and it's just hopefully you'll get a bit of an easier schedule next year that, that you, don't, you, don't, you don't come up against some of these difficult teams so often, you know?
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think the schedule is going to get much easier, obviously, as a second place team. But it's one of those things where, you know, you're in an AFC now, which is going to be an absolute bloodbath. You're in you know, a division with the Chiefs. It's like, you know, almost like the playoffs is the AFC playoffs almost, you know, that's the that's almost the Super Bowl, the AFC championship as it might turn out to be um in the next few years because there is so many good young quarterbacks in there, it's not going away anytime soon as well. So, you know, it's one of those things where if, um, and um you know, I'm sure Max will, will let me have this, you know, the, the games that we have with the Chiefs are generally pretty close, even if yeah. we come out on the wrong side of it, you know, more often than not, unfortunately, but... You know, you've got to sort of play the best and beat the best to be the best, you know. So, if we can test ourselves, you know, a couple of times against Patrick Mahomes, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of, uh, you know, matchups against the likes of Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and, you know, some of the young guys who might enter the conference, you know, Trevor Lawrence, obviously we saw a couple of times last year. Um, you know, it's one of these things where you've got to go through these trials and, and get there. So, I think it's one of those things where you look at the AFC and I don't see it as a bad thing. You know, it's going to be, you know, some huge, huge games, which as a fan is, is great to look forward to. But obviously, you know, if you're coming out on top of those games, it can give you every confidence going to the playoffs to repeat and and go all the way.
0: Yeah, I think um, one thing for the Chargers that I kind of noticed last year was, I don't know if this meant because obviously follow a lot of people and play a lot of fantasy and and enclose it in those kind of worlds, but I think Justin Herbert is being severely like underrated for just how like good that he is. He was second in the league in in passing yards last year, throwing two you know, a really injured, you know, set of receivers and no real significant tight end speak I know Gerald Everett's okay, right? Yeah. Well, he yeah. didn't really have a lot of weapons outside of Austin Eckler and still, you know, came second in the league in passing yards. That That's an incredibly good season. And of course, getting the team to the playoffs as well. I think people are still maybe, you know, the hype on Herbert was obviously way up here when he started and it took a bit of a dip last year and I thought that was a little bit harsh. Is that what you're seeing as well, Lee? You used to obviously full faith in, in Justin Herbert.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I think it was taking about twelve months and you're probably talking about top three in the NFL in, in a lot of people's minds, not just you know our minds, but you know, of Josh Allen, Mahomes and Herbert in, in some order, yeah. probably with Mahomes on top, and then you know, pick between the other two as you see fit. But I think not only, you know, Justin Herbert and the Chargers, you know, having that horrendous loss in the playoffs as is, is that's taken a hit to his reputation. Um, unfairly to him it's not his fault that the defense gave up all these points as Paul was saying and you know I think also the 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 fact that Joe Burrow has been so good over the past couple of years has kind of pushed him into that sort of yeah. upper bracket as well and you know it, it's one of those things isn't it where you know we're on Twitter that each of us and we Know what the environment's like there, you know. You can't sort of have um, a discussion that's with nuance, and you know, everything's binary, isn't it? So, you either hate Herbert or you love him, you know. You can't sort of like any one of these two, you know, t- sorry, any two of these quarterbacks equally. You've got to pick between one because that's the environment that you see on there. So, yeah, yeah I, I think he's right up there, and I think he'll continue to be right up there with all the names that I just said, maybe plus a couple of others that will kind of push themselves into that bracket, you know, in the AFC. And then, obviously, you've got to take into account mm-hmm. when the NFC comes back in a year or two with some, some quarterbacks that will go over there. So, yeah, no, he's, he's he's the dude. He's a golden ticket that the Chargers have got to take advantage yeah. of because he's a Super Bowl quarterback. Um, if we can make everything happen around him and get a bit lucky, maybe.
0: Yeah, completely agree. And then what we're going to do now, Lee, is, is pitch it back to you just in terms of, you know, what needs to go better next year. Obviously, mm-hmm. you talk about the injuries. Even Justin Herbert himself had that, like, rib injury yeah, sure. right? that, that, that held him back. So. Obviously, the injuries. And what else do you think the Chargers need to do next year to improve? What do they need to address in the draft? you got anybody in mind? Uh, Mm. All of those kind of things.
1: So, so start off with the offense. So, first of all, we've got to find some speed. That's just the one thing we're missing, right? And obviously, as a Chiefs fan, you'll know that speed kills. And, you know, you've been a huge proponent of that in in your offense. And I think we've we've done a couple of things. We've obviously brought in Kellen Moore to replace Joel Lombardi. I think it's a pretty pedestrian offense. With Joe yeah. Lombardi, at a pretty you know an offense that was uh, dated, you know, it, it, more so than anything. And um, I think Kellen Moore kind of bring us into the 21st century a little bit. I think he'll he'll mm. kind of play with um, you know more speed and he'll play with more 12 personnel, which is obviously much more of a modern facet of the game. You know, the Chiefs yeah. obviously showed that, the Eagles showed that what heavier personnel and things like that are, are very very in vogue. And you know, when you've got the personnel to be quite multiple out of that, that's a that's a big big deal. So I think we'll kind of see a lot more than that, which, like I say, bring the Chargers offense up to speed, finding some speed, like I say, first and foremost, maybe in the mid rounds of the draft and finding, like you said before, a tight end and, and sorting out the Austin Eckler situation or finding some, yeah. uh, some sort of deputy behind him that will kind of give us a decent run game. So just putting pieces around, just you no. Know, but I think the line is really, really exciting. I don't think that really can be improved so much. It's young, it's talented. Yeah. But just putting those weapons around him, and obviously flipping over to defense, it's just got to be better. You know, you've just got to have more playmakers, make more plays, get more splash plays, sacks, turnovers, that sort of thing, and just really find, kind of fill out the depth. And I think that's what we've got to do. Obviously, we've not had that sort of um, big splashing free agency that we had twelve months ago, but. You know, we've got to find that depth in the draft, I think, over the next few weeks and just fill out that roster. Because like I say, the, the, the top end talent is is right there. You know, we've got the wide receivers and um, we've got McKean Allen, Mike Williams. You know you just got to put more around them. Got a good offensive line, got the quarterback, got some playmakers on defense. You know, some Joey Bosa, some uh, some Dewey James, a couple of other guys. But it's got to be kind of more sort of throughout the whole roster. So I think that building up the depth and finding some key pieces on offense is, is really the key. Uh, I got, I'm going to gonna pitch two words to you for the offense. What do you think about Jalen
0: Hyatt for the Chargers?
1: So obviously, like I say, it addresses that speed aspect, doesn't it? Um, whether he's going to be in the right, right range for yeah. where we're picking. I think he's a bit too rich at 21, where we're going to be picking. Whether we trade back, mm. I don't know. That's obviously been muted a little bit over the past week or so. Um, I I think we can find a guy that does that sort of thing in the mid-rounds. You know, Marvin Mintz, Tyler Scott um a couple of other guys Trey Palmer from Nebraska I think we can find those that that sort of you know vertical stem receiver that's that sort of go ball guy yak guy yeah. in in the third round or so around that kind of area I don't think we need to go by that said though Jaden Heights a good player he definitely yeah. will fulfill that um that role for someone he'll he'll be really successful um I just hope he doesn't go to the chiefs which is one of my things that, that i really don't want to happen you know at 31 there in the draft I think that that could be a, a, a landing spot for him
0: yeah, absolutely. It's funny, like both both teams kind of looking for that kind of feel stretcher, and you want to improve on, you know, your your Jalen Gaitsons and and people like that that you've had mm. in the past. You need a you yeah, need a absolutely. bit more, bit more about them than than him. So yeah, I love that as as improvements. You know, very like, you know, call it as you see it, which I, I feel like. You know, sometimes I'd be like, we don't need to improve anything. Like we <laughs> we got this. So yeah, it's it's yeah, there are definitely some things to address, but mm. yeah, that Charger team is like one of those teams like. It's almost, I don't know if people listening will understand, like they kind of have a bit of like spurs about them. If you watch any like English Premier League, right? It's like on their day, they could beat anybody, but can all just fall apart as well sometimes. So I think, yeah, just the more pieces that you guys add, the, the mm. better it will be. And I certainly don't like having to play the charges too much, you know, because it's, yeah, they're always so close, you know, those mm. games and yeah, very competitive. So yeah, um, the next thing we're going to do is just ask you, Leah and Paul as well and myself, uh, do you think the Chargers will improve on their ten and seven record next year? And who do you think their MVP for next season will be? Uh, Paul, let's pitch it to you first.
2: Oh wow, put me on the spot here, mate. Um, yeah. Do you know what we 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 mention this every week? We do this every week with all the teams that we've done, and it's it's so difficult because you know we're going to sit here, and if we say yes, we're going to predict the Chargers to have an eleven win game season. You know what I mean yeah. and and by any means to anyone that that's quite a big thing isn't it you know an 11 win season is is a big thing and so I don't know if I could sit here and say yeah 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 I think they're gonna improve I think they, <laughs> I think they are going to be a better team and I think they're going to be playoff bound and everything like that so but oh do you know what no I I'm gonna I'm gonna say no I don't think they're gonna get 10 wins I don't think they're going to get ten wins. I think I think that division's going to be a, a feisty one next year. Yeah, and uh, I think I think it's going to be a, a tough one to 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 better that record. So I'm going to say no, and I'm going to say their MVP is going to be Justin Herbert. I think I kind of agreed with what you were saying earlier about how he's he's quite underrated, isn't he? He's he, but he is he is an incredible player, and you watch yeah. him play, and he can change anything. Um, he's the Harry Kane of uh, the <laughs> NFL world, you know. Seeing <laughs> as we're really comparing him to Spurs, you know, yeah. so he's the Harry Kane. He's on his day, he could he could be absolutely phenomenal, you know. So, so mm. I'm going to say no, they're not. They're not going to better their record, and and Harry Kane, aka <laughs>
0: Justin Herbert, is going
2: to be the MVP.
0: Love it,
1: um, Lee. What do you think? So it's it's a tough one, isn't it? Because it can go either way, obviously, without saying, you know, too many more obvious things than that. But, you know, I think when I look at the the top players of the roster, you know, and when I look at the roster and on paper, you think, oh, this must be like, you know, 12, 13 potentially win team, you know, with the ceiling being there. Then it comes down to it. And then it's like you say, you're hoping that things go for you, that the plans that you put in place fall into place and then the injury bug doesn't hit. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, we got the the schedule is, like I said, pretty tough. I just pulled it up as Paul was speaking. There, we've as a you know obviously you got the AFC West to contend with, which is obviously a couple yeah. of games against the Chiefs, which is difficult. You know, going to Denver, we've got a dreadful record in Denver, so that's mm-hmm. three tough games as it is. I think the Raiders are in a bit of flux. I'm not really sure what they're doing, so maybe they might be the bottom team in the in the division. But you know, the AFC West plays the NFC North, which is again, a, a division that's got a lot of change happening, obviously with the Aaron Rodgers' situation, Detroit being yeah. the favourite. So you may be looking at maybe a couple of things like that, but don't know for sure. But then the other division that will play in the AFC is the AFC East, which obviously you've got the Dolphins and the Bills and obviously the Resurgent Jets as well. So it's looking super, super tough. We've also got the Ravens, the Cowboys and the Titans on the schedule. So it's, it's, a, it's a tough one, you know. So it's one of those things where... You're looking. <laughs> I think <laughs> we can we can come out of, of some of these games with wins, like these tough wins. Like I so said before, you've got to go through these trials to, to be one of the best teams. And I think we're gonna be right there. I think Paul was not wrong in what you said before, where you know you, you're looking at one of the best teams in the NFL if everything goes well. But you know, you're gonna drop some of those games, aren't you? You're not gonna go 17 and 0 with the schedule. So I'm gonna probably say no as well. I'm gonna maybe say that they might go 10 and 7, but be a better team. And might be more of a a potent player in the playoffs. I would say.
0: Love it. Do you know what, Lee? Lee I can't believe I'm I'm the positive one. I think you're
1: gonna I'm gonna do better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just just the because team you're team right. Comes against the Chiefs as well, you know. Let's not go crazy. <laughs> 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 but that's going to be interesting when the Chargers play the Lions. They can't both lose by three. So that's going to be interesting, right? <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, but I actually think you'll do better just because what you said, Lee. Like. The injury bug was was so severe for you guys last year that I think if you get that, you know, rub of the green, you get everybody on the field that's meant to be there. Mm. If you're going to address those holes at the draft, I just think you'll, you'll sneak a few more wins. It'll, it'll be hard fought, but it seems like every victory in the NFL right now is hard fought anyway. It doesn't matter who you're playing. So yeah, I, I think you could end up. I wouldn't be shocked if you just went ten and seven again, actually. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I could see it being eleven and six. I, yeah, why why not? Um. So yeah, that's that's the Chargers covered, and now. Guys, sit back, relax. We're, we're going to talk about some <laughs> Le- Kansas. Me and you, me and you, City you, you Chiefs. could go now
2: if you want. Leave me. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> so, this is the moment that we've all been waiting for. Paul has been so excited about this, I think. So um, excited. <laughs> Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> so, really? we have the best player in the NFL, the best coach in the NFL. And something that I think maybe gets unsung by people who aren't Chiefs fans, we've got the best general manager in the NFL. Uh, just an absolute phenomenal job. This was meant to be the, the rebuilding year, and you've seen Brett Features like, this is what a rebuild looks like in Kansas City, holding up you know the Lombardi Trophy. Baller move, by the way. This is a team, it's 10, 10 rookies on this team last year that all stepped up, all did their part. This is the fifth youngest roster in the NFL that just went on to win a Super Bowl. That is, you know, incredibly impressive. After a couple of people have gone, like, you know, Chad Henney retired. Um, Travis Kelsey's is the oldest player in this team right now, which is crazy. Like, he's 33. You know, you usually have a couple of guys a bit older than that kind of hanging around. But, yeah, Travis Kelsey at 33 is the oldest player on the Kansas City Chiefs. you got – George Karloftis, Trent McDuffie, Leo Chanel, Sky Moore, even like Nick Bolton, they're 21 or 22 years old. Like this is about as good as it can go in terms of this young core that's already successful, already experienced. I feel like the Chiefs are about two to three years ahead of even the schedule of dreams that they may have written up. I'm not sure if anyone really expected that this re, rebuild to go to go so well. And you know the Chiefs have also added some nice players in, in free agency, Joan Taylor, Charles O'Menahue, Mike Edwards.
1: Fantastic player and Drew Tranquil, right, Lee? Yeah, he's good. He's good. He was a he's a sore one to lose, to be honest with you, especially to a division rival for sure. He'll be he'll be playing motivated for sure. Yeah. So it's just like nice little players. And I think
0: could be wrong but i am sure now that the players will be happy to come in on a team friendly deal because they want to play on patrick Mahomes, they want to play under andy Reid. they're happy to take a bit less to you know chase that ring and, and try and get try and get the super bowl you know win next to their name it's it is a dream scenario and i i also just think that it's a really hard working like team Like Andy Reid, I don't know, you guys probably don't watch any of the Chiefs like behind the scenes stuff. You know Andy Reid's at his office in Arrowhead at about 4.30 every morning and he's there till about 10 at night. How many other coaches think are doing that? Because I think it's very, very few. Like he's just takes everything really seriously. Things like OTAs, teams don't, I don't know what the Cardinals or what the Chargers do for, for OTAs, but I know the Chiefs take it incredibly seriously. The hard work starts in the summer you know, you have other teams where the big players don't even turn up to OTS. Patrick Mahomes runs his own separate to the Chiefs that everyone also goes to. So people put in the work. It's no coincidence that the Chiefs seemed ready and are so quick to make adjustments. I think Chad Henney's 97-yard drive against the Jags, that wasn't planned, you know, the week of. That was done in the summer at OTS. He was ready for that should that come up, which it did. So, like I said at the very start, I think we got the best player in the league. I think we got the best coach in the league and the best general manager in the league. But actually, the best thing about it is I think they're also arguably the hardest working player, coach and general manager in the league. So, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I don't I don't it's pretty good. Uh, Lee, what, what do you got to say about, about the Chiefs?
1: So, obviously, you know, I can't come in and deny a lot of the things that you've just said, to be honest with you, because obviously you've been there, yeah. you've proved that you've got the one-body trophies. So... And um, you remind me of myself 12 months ago, though, when I was looking at the Chargers office, thinking, <laughs> Oh, we definitely, you know, this is it, we're going to be able to yeah. challenge the Chiefs, and then it all came crumbling down. So, I'm promised myself throughout this offseason that I'm not getting bought into any of the hype, even when the schedule release comes out and it's amazing again. I'm not getting bought into any hype, I'm not talking about the Chargers this year, I'm just going to hope that they prove it on the field. You know, there's going to be some regression from those rookies, I'm going to say that for sure, because you know, there's so many of them they all pretty much contributed in some shape. In some shape sorry, That yeah. is going to, you know, every rookie has some sort of progression at some point. I'm not saying it's on all come at the same time, of course, but, yeah. you know, we're going to get some regression. You know, the injury bug doesn't seem to buy it. the chart, the, the Chiefs very much. I'm not going to, no. um, you know, not going to say anything near what, what other teams seem to experience, which might be down to good strength and conditioning coaching and things like that. It might be down to other factors, uh, which other teams don't buy into. But, you know, that can bite any po- any point, right? Because sometimes some chaos yeah. factor comes in and it's like, you know, if Patrick Mahomes goes down, how how much does that affect everything? Probably quite considerably, because like you say, he's the best player in the league. You know, and again, going back to what I said about the Chargers schedule, it also applies to the Chiefs as well, right? Because you're playing the same sort of teams. Yeah. Obviously, you're starting from a higher starting position, but you've still got to go through these, these, these teams as well, you know, like the Dolphins and the Bills and... Uh, all the other teams that I mentioned as well, plus the plus the division, the tough matchups that we've got. So, you know, I'm not going to say too much right now. But you know, there's things that can go wrong. There's definitely some pitfalls and some some uh, you know things that you've got to navigate throughout the season. But like I said, hold my hands up, you are the best team in the league at the moment, and um, you know you've got all the skill and the players and the staff to navigate it. You know, should should you be able to do so?
0: Paul, would you like to talk about how the Chiefs are great? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know know what? There was something he
2: said there, and I've never wished for something to happen so much. When he said, you sounded like you were last year with the Chargers. Now, I really hope the Chiefs have a season (laughs) like the Chargers next year. (laughs) Nothing will bring me more joy. It, It will be up there. My Just bring them down day, a peg or two, right? My wedding day, the birth of my three children and the Chiefs not making the playoffs. <laughs> that would be, be there with the greatest day of my life, you know? Um, <laughs> but, Mags, do you know what, mate? Uh, we we can't... I, I can't deny what you said. You know, the the Chiefs are incredible. They, they've had an incredible season. You know, look at the Super Bowl. We watched Jalen Hurts have probably one of the best quarterback mm. performances in a Super Bowl ever. yeah. And still not walk away with the Lombardi trophy, you know? Andy Reid is a magician. I I don't know what he does. I don't know how he does it. But what he does works. It works. And nobody has any any clue on how to stop it. You know, nobody understands. I do. I understand. (laughs) Mark 87. (laughs) 87 is going to get the ball. I don't know how many times I need to take. 87 is going to get the ball. But... That being said, Andy Reid is incredible. He, he, yeah. he obviously puts in the effort as well. Like you were saying, he's he's at the training ground at four thirty in the morning. He's there late yeah. at night. He's got a very understanding wife and family. But <laughs> he, you know, if I went to work at four thirty in the morning and came home at ten o'clock at night, my wife would ask me who I'm having an affair with. You know. <laughs> but but somehow Andy Reid is is you know, but he's there. He puts in the effort and he gets results. You know what I mean. He gets results and it's it's so easy you know it's so easy for when a guy like that is is getting this he's putting this effort in he's getting these results it's so easy for him to encourage players to want to play for him you said this yeah. you said the players want to play for him you know we see it so um we obviously all all live in the uk and we we all watch the premiership and we see it when when a manager loses the dressing room and nobody wants to play for him or anything like that yeah. you know you've you've got the complete opposite here you've got you've got a head coach that is respected by every single one of them players and every single one of them players is willing to put in a shift for him and that you're halfway there Mm-hmm. you know what I mean if you've got and you know you, you've got every player that's wanted to put in a shift for for that head coach you have already you know you're already halfway to winning every single game and and then you've got Pat Mahomes leading them and like you said another player that is is uh, setting up his own OTA camps and everything like that he's got the the backing of all the players during that you know I'm not I'm not going to slander um, any QBs, but, you know, my team have to put in clauses in contracts to make sure he actually does a bit more revision. <laughs> I'm not saying that's true. I'm not saying anything like that. But, you know, I, I love Kyler and I and I, I completely respect Kyler as a, as a good QB, but I, I just don't think he's got the personality or somebody that's going to set up their own OTAs and get the team there with him. You know what I mean? He's a very good quarterback, but he... Like Mahomes is doing this, and it just seems to be levels above people. You know what I mean? It's yeah. uh, he's just I, I love to watch him play, I, lo, I love to watch the chief play, and, and that's the only time you'll ever hear me say that, Mike. So enjoy <laughs> it, <laughs> enjoy it, enjoy I it. I know,
0: also, um, I find out about Patrick Mahomes. I was like, oh, as if he's not talented enough. he always got a photographic memory as well. I only found that out a couple of months ago. So, like, oh, any dear. kind of players. Andy Reid draws up, he's literally, like, memorised. So, I'm like, that's just, like, another layer of, oh, that's... So like, every that team Every it. team
2: should get 10 points head start because <laughs> he's cheap.
0: <cheating. laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much Like <laughs> Even though we, like, talk about all that, there are, there are some things I am, like, still concerned about. It, it is by no means, like, a perfect team. I am worried about Joan Taylor coming in and seemingly... Being the replacement for Orlando Brown, despite being a right tackle, he's going to have to move over to the left tackle. I've heard that move be described as, you know, suddenly having to wipe your ass with your left hand, right? <laughs> <laughs> it just feels a bit odd, right? It's like, whoa, what is this about? Like, hopefully, don't get any shit anywhere, right? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> hopefully, that transition will be, you know, smooth. But Sean Taylor is a guy that has, that was, you know, a great pass blocker last year but the first i think three years of his career he let 40 sacks on whoever was quarterback at the jags which was the worst record in the league so i i am worried about that and and lee obviously you'll know as well by the time the chiefs pick any offensive lineman worth anything Mm. they'll be gone by then in the draft and even The higher, you know, prospects like your, I can't even pronounce, Skoronsky, is that pronounced right? He's more, he's a guy that might end up playing guard anyway. So Mm -hmm. he's, there's not really anything there to address it in the draft. So he's going to have to be really, really good to come in and play left tackle. Orlando Brown, for all the faults that he has, did a solid job there. You know, there are better left tackles. The issue with him was he wanted to get paid as much money as Trent Williams, he's nowhere near mm. as good as Trent Williams, but that's the money he wanted. And of all the teams he could have gone to to get that money, he's gone to the goddamn Bengals, which is just
2: <laughs> so annoying.
0: Um, so Hannah's obviously going to be very pleased with that being a Bengals fan. I think he's got like 60 million guaranteed. I mean, you know, good for Orlando He's he's got paid, and you know, good for the Bengals, they've got a pretty good left tackle there, which they desperately, desperately Mm. need. So I'm hoping that does work out and there isn't like a bit of like slack and just like assuming that Andy Reid will figure it out. (laughs) You know, hopefully it does work out though. And Obviously, wide receiver, you know, lost Juju Smith-Schuster, thankfully lost Michael Hardman, who's terrible, um, and lost like a couple of other people too. But I'd love to see... And again, it's hard in the draft. I'd love to see the Chiefs maybe move up and get like a Jordan Addison or or somebody like that would just be awesome. I also think there's probably a little gap, and room for an extra couple of running backs to come in as well, just to sure up that room. So it's by no means this perfect completed puzzle, but you know you got to be pretty happy with, with what's there. Um, Paul, anything to add on, on any of that? Uh, no, I agree with you. Um, I, I
2: agree with you that you need another wide receiver um it, oh, i'd hate to see Jordan Addison there cuz he'd be yeah. so good yeah. and it it would be frustrating um I, I but the question i was going to fire back at you was the running back room and yeah um you kind of answered it i was going to say are you happy going into next season with Isaiah Pacheco as as your lead back or would you rather them draft say uh a gibbs i don't i don't think i don't think bing john is anywhere near your don't even
0: don't even tease me with the thought <laughs> of your gibbs playing the don't Wait, I, don't want, I, I don't want i don't want i don't want the
2: chiefs i don't want the chiefs to take any running back because my um my love was clyde edwards to and yeah and it was like oh he's going to the chiefs oh he's going to be amazing for fantasy we should all draft him for fantasy and i've got <laughs> so much clyde edwards to now that i can't even give away can't even give it away now. Um, but so my question to you, Max, is is what's your dream running back?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, back. on on the 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 fantasy show that I do, I had I Garrett price on from the dynasty nerds, and his comp for Jameer Gibbs was Jamal Charles. So like, I was like, you can't say that to me. Like you can't talk about <laughs> Jamal Charles to a Chiefs fan and then talk about him potentially like Gibbs coming here. That would be the the dream, right? But I don't, I don't know. I'm wondering if, if Brett Veach has been burned before with, with the Clyde Edwards Alaire thing, and he's like, actually, let's just roll with Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon did a really good job, kind of like that sneak we mentioned that kind of sneaky unsung here on the Super Bowl, where he like gives up that like fame of like telling his grandkids he scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He's like, I slid at the one-yard line in the Super Bowl and won the game, which is a cooler story to tell. Like that's <laughs> So I like Derek McKinnon. I love the violence of Isaiah Pacheco. The way that he runs is brilliant. But I still think, obviously, we brought in what's that guy's name? He's terrible. Ronald Jones. He come in. <laughs> Melvin Gordon come in. There'll be somebody like that, probably like a, a veteran that'll come in and, and plug some holes. And then maybe you just you just pick some of these running backs in, in the later rounds, like. Some of these rawer talents, like was he called Dwayne McBride, people like that, that are just like these raw kind of guys that can come in and and play play a down every now and again. But I mean, done. You got me all excited about Jameer Gibbs now. I can't, I'm gonna to have to stop. <laughs> can talking I to just? Him.
2: Can I before you move on? Can I just? Uh, I forgot to mention this stat that I uh, heard earlier. Um, Patrick Mahomes has yeah. more postseason wins uh-huh. than. Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, Kyler Murray, Tua Tagovailoa, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Trevor Lawrence, Andy Dolson, and Justin Herbert put together.
0: Oh, 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 that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice.
2: He's got he's got eleven, and between all of them, they've got wow. ten.
0: That's pretty cool. I like that stuff. That, 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 don't that, encourage him. So I'd that
2: think. makes me want to cry. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna write.
0: I'm gonna write that on this whiteboard behind me, so I going to forget. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Um. I'll send you Lee, you to... Thank you, Lee. Before we ask about uh, predictions, do you have anything else to add on what the Chiefs need to improve on? And obviously, you're, you're a big draft guy. Do you think anyone in particular mm. in the draft you're like they they would work well, Chiefs?
1: I think one thing, just to go back to a point that you made, was obviously about the tackles. It's not just the left tackle that you need to shore up, is it? It's obviously the right side as well. You've got a really yeah. nice interior, but uh, shoring up the the both both tackle stop spots is, uh, is yeah. a need. Obviously, you want to tell that your hope comes in. I suppose one kind of pick me up, like I say that I could give you is, um, and you probably probably believe this as well, is that Patrick Mahomes' ability to avoid sacks is. Yeah. Almost means that you don't need to have as good of a tackle pairing than than most teams because he's just so so good. And it's one thing that really wrangles me is that you know, you've seen this plenty of times when I'm third third and long when the Chargers get the Chiefs in third and long and Patrick Holmes just runs for it and it's just like oh yeah. my god it's just so annoying. He just wriggles away and. Yeah, he just like, gets this uh, gets a third down and absolutely kills you for it. But yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, at 31, you could be looking at um, a decent tackle, but, you know, you're probably, probably better off uh, looking at more of a developmental tackle, someone like Blake Freeland from BYU or Conor Galvin from yeah. Baylor, uh, like those two guys in the mid rounds, um, because, like I say, you're probably just better loading up on some speed and some weapons and. And just kind of refreshing that uh, those weapons for Patrick Holmes a little bit more because again you you kind of one of those things isn't it? Because Patrick Holmes is the multiplier; he makes everything better. You don't need to have uh, the number one wide receiver. That's why you you know, got rid of Tyreek Hill and got better.
0: I like that nickname, by the way, the multiplier. That, that's yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say that's more. Popular. <laughs> um, so so let's get. We into shouldn't really um... encourage you. Should we? That's the thing. <laughs> it's it's
2: better than that one for uh, Mika Parsons, though, isn't it?
0: No, that's the best one. So, Lee, we have a nickname for Amika Parsons, which is the laxative because he makes people shit themselves. <laughs> I mean, it's very <laughs> true is, to be I very, very, love true. that one. Um, right, Lee, we'll, we'll pitch the predictions to you first then. Uh, mm. Chiefs record last year was uh, pretty, pretty good. 14-3, and 3, right? Do you mm. think they'll do better or worse than that?
1: Or, and who's going to be,
0: well, who's going to be the MVP? Come on. Um,
1: well, I'm not I'm not going to stick my neck on the line too much. I'm going to say the MVP is Patrick Rose. <laughs> um, yeah. But record-wise, I think you'll drop a couple more games than that. Because I think, again, like I said before, you've got a, a tough schedule. You've got yeah. the Bills, you've got the Dolphins, you've got a couple of games against ourselves, the, the Bengals, and obviously the Super Bowl rematch as well against the Eagles, which I can't wait to see. Yeah. So you know, to go through that sort of gauntlet plus the rest of the schedule as well and not drop more than four or five wins, then I think you're gonna yep. drop a couple, probably still win the AFC West, but I think we'll push you a little bit harder for it this time around. Nice. Paul. Uh
2: yeah, I I to agree. I, I, I think it's always difficult. I say this every time it's always mm. difficult to predict a team to go better than 14 wins. Mm. Um so I'm I'm gonna say you're gonna do worse if not the same. It's it's gonna be one of them and if i wasn't going to say anyone but mahomes i'd be ridiculous here wouldn't i you know <laughs> if if the chiefs are going to get 15 wins there's only one person that's going to be your mvp isn't it and hmm. his name rhymes with Jarrett mckinnon <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, i'm i'm going to say the chiefs do better 7 and 17 and 0 seems about right <laughs> uh, <laughs> did Paul, first, guys? Uh, Paul, did you to, you need to clip that
1: and then just yeah, yeah. Back to him about <laughs> you. And, and
0: MVP you know if it's not Patrick Mahomes it'll be Jameer Gibbs right <laughs> <laughs> um, he's right. In love alright boys let's ride Broncos time uh, finished 5-12 and 12. good lord um, mm. Lee we're going to actually we're going to pitch to Paul first so Paul what went well for the Broncos? All right, so that was pretty good. Lee, what do you think? <laughs> <they gonna> prove- <laughs> no, what, what went well for the Broncos uh, this year? Uh,
2: I don't know. Well, you I, were I the first time, I, if I'm honest. I, I genuinely don't <laughs> like, the, yep. you know. There is, even, even when you're trying to look for something good, you. Jerry Judy's at the team
0: for how long?
2: <laughs> they 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 drafted. Um, help me with his surname, Greg Greg Dol Dolcich. 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 Yeah, he's you, you know what I mean. He he had a decent season. He started to to progress towards the end. I think that's about it, really. Yeah, I, th- there really isn't much to talk about, is it? That you know, I can't even say they're training for Russell Wilson because. I think Russell Wilson is a phenomenal QB, but I think it was a really bad trade. I think I think they mm. they gave up too much for him, you know? But
1: and you know, no, nothing else. I will I'll give one I'll give one positive because like 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 we all are, we're really scraping the barrel. Um, pa- Patrick yeah. Satan became one of the best cons in the NFL. And I think that's here yeah. to stay as well. So you've got one player on defense that you can really yeah. build around, you know, and that's that's come to the fore for the Broncos this year. Um, aside from that, though, like you say, there's not a lot of great there. But that that's one thing. And I guess you know, if we move into this season, I guess you could say that Sean Payton is obviously a massive upgrade at head coach. But you know, in a division that's so tough, how you know is that going to actually have the benefit that it would do in a lesser division? I don't know.
0: Yeah, one thing I actually wanted to, to dig into a bit is. We've spoke about it a few times, but, you know, is Russell Wilson like the worst trade in, in NFL history? And <laughs> it seems to be that there's like one other trade that really sticks out with the, the Herschel Walker trade. But, I mean, the more I look into this Russell Wilson I'm like, this is a terrible, terrible trade. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Bell, uh, who you guys might know for, for whom Jeff Bell tolls on, on Twitter, he put out a stat that in week 12 of the NFL season, among the 32 quarterbacks... Russell Wilson was ranked 33rd. They're like, how do you do that? <laughs> There's only 32 teams. And he was ranked <laughs> the 33rd best quarterback in week 12, which is amazing. Like, But with the Herschel Walker trade, at least the Vikings made the playoffs that year. Mm. Like the Denver Broncos got worse after trading for, for Russell Wilson. The Seahawks drafted incredibly well with the picks that they got for Wilson. Another now the Broncos are kind of stuck in this cap hell. So yeah. well, it's like mm, with the Herschel Walker trade, that kind of built a dynasty of the Cowboys. And like, it's kind of hard to say that it was worse than that, but it's, it's not that far off. Lee, Lee what do you think?
1: This is also getting worse as well. Cause obviously the Seahawks pick number five mm-hmm. and they're not, they're not done using those picks, but it's horrendous. Mm-hmm. You know, it costs a lot. His contract's horrendous. The Seahawks are still going to make hay with those picks. And cause you know, they drafted really well, as you mentioned, and cool. Russ was a dumpster fire, so you know it's only going to get worse. And at the end of the day, they're talking about um, you know Peyton, and they've got Joe Lombardi as their offensive coordinator now, which makes me laugh. And um, <laughs> they're talking about making it a run first offense when you're paying the dude like whatever he's been paid, like two hundred and fifty million or whatever they extended him yeah. to. To be a run-first QB into his mid-thirties, then that's not a great allocation of resources, both in in financial terms and also draft capital, you know. And then you come in into a division like we said before with with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and you know the Raiders are essentially going to draft someone in the next year or so as well who'll he'll, he'll have to battle against well into his thirties. You know, the, yeah. the arrows pointing down where the arrows pointing up for everyone else. So yeah, this is a, a franchise-setting back sort of trade, I would say, for for quite a big, big, big price for the Broncos for sure for years to come. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Not not to mention their their running backs injured as well, right? They're gonna mm. be run first without their their best running back. Yeah, like exactly. That's crazy. Um Paul, obviously they got loads to work on. What what really stands out to you apart from you know, obviously Russell Wilson needs to play better, right?
2: Yeah, so I, I just wanted to remind people that um the Russell Wilson and the, so the, the the Broncos got Russell Wilson and a 2022 20, fourth round pick, which they selected defensive tackle, and then the Broncos sent Seattle their first round picks in 22 and 23 second round picks in 22 23 a fifth round pick in 22 plus quarterback Drew Locke tight end Noah Fant and defensive end Shelby Harris okay and I forgot how bad that was okay that's really bad so like you're saying Lee how they've still got their first round they've still got a second round from the Seahawks have got a first and second round pick in this draft from the Broncos you know yeah. And so the Seahawks worry me for the future. You know what I mean? They've, they're building a right little franchise there. Um, but I, I am going to try and spin this in a bit of a positive way towards the Broncos, because we've, all we've done is, is say how bad they are and how bad everything <laughs> is. Okay. Let's not forget that Russell Wilson is actually a really good QB. We've seen him be a really good QB. Yeah. He can be a really good QB, you
1: know, I, I, I can see a disagreeing with me there a little bit there, you know. On the latest I'm evidence, I'm not sure. But yeah, historically, for but, sure, yeah, I can definitely agree. Yeah. But...
2: but he has been. That's what I'm saying. He hmm. has been a really good QB, you know. Two two words about the Broncos last year. Nathaniel Hackett, okay? Uh-huh. This year, you've got Sean Payton. Now, he Sean Payton is... He is a really, really good head coach. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's going to turn this team into anything special. You know, you can't polish a turd at the end of the day. <laughs> and that's what the Broncos are at the moment. They're awful. You're not going to do that straight away. And they've given up so many picks in this trade that they're actually not going to turn it around. But if any, if ever anyone was going to start that rebuild and look to the future, say two, maybe three years' time. And have a really good team, Sean Payton is the guy to do that, okay? he, he is gonna turn this this Broncos team around. He will get them playing, you know. They've they've got a couple of a couple of good running backs. I know you're saying that Javante Williams is currently injured, yeah. but they've just signed um Samaji P. Ryan, who we saw at the Bengals. He actually stepped up and was a really good running back. You know, yep. so he, he'll be he'll be holding the fort down until I'm not 100 sure when Javante Williams comes back. But we've yeah. we've seen Javante Williams is a really good running back as well. Yeah. You know, they've got. I know you're saying about how long Jerry Judy's going to be there, but they've got Jerry Judy, they've got Courtland Sutton, they've got Tim Patrick. You know, yeah, who I think are actually half decent wide receivers. They've got a great tight end, as I said, in Greg Dulcich and. Not for fantasy, but Albert O, you know. We all failed in that in fantasy. So I think they've actually not got a bad offensive team. They need to work on their own line. They need to work on, like like you said, they've got that cornerback that they can build around in the defence. They've got a few things that they need to do, but they've got a starting point. They've got a starting point and they've got a great head coach. I think they're heading in the right direction.
0: Nice. So let's, let's see if... if... Uh, well, well, why don't we roll right into your prediction then, Paul? You think obviously they're going to do do better than next year? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no. I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, I said the year after. Okay, I said twenty twenty four. I said they're headed in the right direction. Um Again, five five wins is a, is. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're talking six or seven. They're pushing. They're pushing the the top end of that table towards the playoffs you know and uh, do you know what i put i put put my money where my mouth is yes i think they have a better record and i think that russell wilson is their mvp
0: nice i I think they might do better as well actually maybe just uh but i'm going to go with with passer tan i think he's going to be their their mvp uh
1: lee what do you think Oh, I I think I think this is heading backwards. I think it's like Paul said really, it's gonna take a couple of years to come to fruition. Mm. They've got some decent pieces. Um, you know, like I said, we've we've kinda of ran through them Paul did, did a really good job at running through them. But, you know, when your starting point is is where it is and then you've got two teams that are really, really far ahead. Plus, like I say, the Raiders are a bit of a wild card as well, and they've still yeah. got you know the, the sort of schedule that we've been talking about all the way through for the AFC West, because it's, it's going to be tough for the whole division, schedule-wise. I just don't think they've got enough of a starting point. I don't think Russ is – I don't have the, the, the faith that Paul does have him, Russ, anymore. Um, I think he's, he's – like I said before, the, the arrow is certainly pointing downwards. I just don't think they're, they're going to be very good. You know, It might be, it might be a couple of years because, like I say, they've not got that first and second round pick in the draft to kind of give themselves that boost yeah. either. So they, their reinforcements are not coming for another year or so. So I think it could be a down year. Uh, Peyton, you know, he's there for the long term. So I don't think he's going to be under any pressure to deliver this year. And, you know, they'll have to eat a bunch of dead cat. But, you know, they could get rid of Russ after this year for a lot less than they can now. So I think he might ride with him for a year. And uh, maybe jettison him after 12 months if it's not going well. And then, sort of, yeah. then the rebuild can almost begin properly in earnest when they get those picks back and they've got their full quota again. But no, I think they're going to take a step backwards. I think they'll be potentially one of the worst teams in the league next year.
0: Nice. And who who you got for their MVP?
1: Oh, Pat, Pat Satan. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a superstar. Um, and yeah. like I said, I can't really say Russell Wilson, even though the MVP is usually a quarterback. Um, because he's the best player on the team. And like I said, I think he's gonna be one to build around for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely agree with that. And we got we got 10 minutes left to to talk about the Raiders. So I'll I'll talk about a wee bit what went well. They, they went six and eleven. I mean, Max Crosby's the huge standout mm. for them from last year. What I mean just loved watching that guy play. He was just constant, constant threat. Thought it was nice to see Josh Jacobs finally, you know, get his flowers a little bit, like. Be used in the way that you know everybody was screaming for him to be used as for mm. years. So it was nice to see that for sure. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I actually thought that Derek Carr and Devontae Adams were linking up quite nicely, but that's gone. So can't really say too much about that. I I just think a lot of things that went well it was like fine, but we'll get onto a bit more. And Lee, maybe you can weigh in a little bit about this. Derek Carr from the Raiders' perspective, they seem to put a lot of the blame on Derek Carr. I thought that was maybe kind of harsh. What what did you think of the whole situation with the Raiders?
1: I think it, it just ran its course. I think that relationship, that cycle had come to an end. I think it's one of those things where obviously he was very, very invested, emotionally so as we saw a few times on the podium after games. But he was yeah. never able to get them over the hump. You know, they put his best friend with him, you know, to support him. Like you say, they got the best year of Josh Jacobs out of him. Um, that they'll might ever see. You know what I mean. He might have peaked last year, and that might be the best it's yeah. going to be. But it, it just wasn't enough. You know, they they weren't able to get over the hump. So I think, you know, when you've not got a guy, what do you need to do? You need to go in search of one. And you know they've not done that immediately with Jimmy Garoppolo, but. You know, I think he's a bridge to to bigger things and better things. And that might come in a few weeks' time or it might come in 12 months. But obviously, the Raiders are in the quarterback market now. So, yeah, it's a difficult one. But um, I think that, like I say, it must have been difficult emotionally for everyone involved, you know, um, Carr himself and the team. But I think that just just came to an end. And maybe he was a convenient scapegoat, as you kind of hinted at. But, um, you know, he's not there now. And, and, you know, they're going in separate directions, for better or worse. Yeah. Um, Paul, what did you think about it?
0: About the Raiders' season and anything you thought stood out for them?
2: Yeah, it was it was weird, wasn't it? It was a weird season because there was times where they looked half decent. There was times where they looked like a team that were were garbage. And but I, I kind of agree with what you say, Mags. I feel like they ended up having a really bad season and just turned around and went, Derek Carr, you're you're the problem here. Where well, I I don't think he was, and I don't think. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't have thought of another player that is so the same <laughs> as Derek Carter, Jimmy Garoppolo. You, you know what I mean? It's not like they've got. We want a better QB here. Mm. It's like you've just got the same QB, just better looking. Doesn't wear <laughs> eye shadow or whatever it is. It looks like he's got around his, his his eyes every time. But it was like it's. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand the move. You know. Is yeah. Jimmy G gonna have that connection with Devontae Adams? Yeah, we, you know, you said it yourself. We've seen it a few times where they had this connection and and it thought like it was going quite well. Um, is Jimmy G gonna have that same thing? Is it a right move? You know, Leah, I don't know if you'll be able to answer this. Do you do you think that the the Raiders go QB in the draft?
1: I think they could do. I think they're a sneaky team to trade up potentially yeah. um, from seven. And um, there's obviously a lot of noise and smoke around that. You know, the teams involved and things like that. I think. Like I said before, they're, they're definitely in the market. Jimmy G's not the answer. He he's very similar, like you say, to car in a lot of regards. But I think like I said, that relationship had just uh, come to a come to an end, I think, in one way or another. So you move on, you get someone who's a safe pair of hands, you know, unlike a couple of teams, they've got a starter, no matter what happens, it puts them yeah. under no pressure in the draft. You know, if no one falls to them or they can't find a trade partner, if they do want to trade up, then they can always have a do over to next year and enter the sweepstakes when it's probably a better QB class anyway. So and um, they kind of got that flexibility, which is what you want, you know. As a GM going into the into the draft, you want flexibility. You don't want to be backed into a corner, Um, you know. But I think I do think that they could go up there. I think they're kind of the franchise that are going to look at you know, the other division and think, well, we don't really have a horse who can run with these guys at right at the top of the division first and foremost, and that's the easiest route into the playoffs, right? So I think yeah. they're gonna they're gonna look to maybe bring in someone like Anthony Richardson if they can trade up, you know, on draft night or maybe before. We'll see. But, yeah, I think I think they could be one to watch for sure in the top 10.
0: Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think they'll they'll try to make a move. And, yeah, if you're right, if, if they can't quite, I think that's Jimmy G's. He's the insurance policy, right? They'll they'll happily go with him. And uh, Lee, we'll pitch it you first then. How do you think they're going to do next year? Will they do better or worse? And who's going to be their MVP?
1: I think they'll be quite similar. I think they'll be a six, seven-win team. They might be a t- slightly better because the Broncos will be slightly worse. And that might balance itself out a little bit. Still got tough schedules, we've been saying, all the way through the pod. So it's tough to kind of say that they're going to improve loads, especially because they're roster. I just think it's in a little bit of flux. Like you say, the, the quarterback um, move doesn't really move the needle. They've brought in a couple of other guys, but again, not needle movers. Uh, Jacoby yep. Myers might be a good signing because he's familiar with Josh McDaniels and might bring some comfort, yep. but then yep. it kind of like takes away Hunter Enfro because they're going to be doing a lot of the same things. So, you know, if it's fantasy guys, you're kind of thinking, you know, who's the guy to pick here? Because it's like... You know, yeah. it's whether it's going to be that familiarity or the guy who's been doing it for so many years in that offence. I don't know. So um, we'll see. But, yeah, I think they're going to be slightly better, maybe exactly the same. I don't know. But um, I don't expect them to be kind of pulling up any trees, let's put it that way. Um, yeah. MVP-wise, um, you yeah, know, it's tough to look beyond Devontae Adams. If, if Jimmy G can just get to him, you know, he's, he's an accurate quarterback and he can, he can do some things, especially in the play-action game, which should work really nicely with Josh Jacobs. You know you're going to use one of the best shot wide receivers in the NFL, aren't you? So I don't know happens. Yeah. probably going to be my MVP. Makes sense, Paul. Uh,
2: so I think they're going to do uh, worse because the Broncos are going to do better. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> just to level that off, you know, really. Um, so, but yeah, I, I, I think they they're going to be in a, a, a right mess this year. I think, I think they they're going to struggle with Jimmy G. He's uh, he's not the answer, and I honestly can't see them trading up in the draft. I think there's other teams that are more desperate that are willing to pay more than what they are. So I think I think they, I think they I don't think they're going to trade up. But I think Jimmy G is going to be their QB this year, and I don't think he's going to be that good. To be honest, I think you may see Jimmy G for what he really is at, at San Fran. He had one of the best O lines yeah. in in the league. And now all of a sudden you, you go into somebody that's got quite a bad old line. I'm not saying they're the worst, but you've got quite a bad old line. You might start to see GBG for his true colours, you know. Um, so I'm going to say that they're going to do worse. But it's it's difficult to look past Devontae Adams as MVP. You know, if 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 they can turn it on, he is their MVP. But for me, they're going to do worse. And I'm going to say Max Crosby's their MVP next year because I love him. Uh-
0: yeah, I, I'm gonna say exactly the same as you, Paul. I'm gonna say they're gonna do worse and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Max Crosby as well. I just think he's Smart just guy. a bit of a force to be reckoned with and yeah, I just think he's he's gonna to have to have a good season if if the Raiders are, are gonna have a good season. But I, I can see them slipping just just a little bit. They got they got a bit of work to do. Um and that that brings us to the end of the show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh Lee, thanks again for joining us. Uh make sure you're all following over on Twitter at Wakefield90 Uh, make sure you come and join us as well next week where we're going to continue with our divisional breakdowns and we'll see you guys then, bye